What's going on, traders? We're at the SPACs attack, baby. Guess what I saw moving today? A rocket? Money? No, Palantir, guys. Stick around. We got a great show for you. We're going to talk about the SPACs that have been invested or uh, what was it's it's either invested or what, what let me see let me see the title here invested or partnered with that's the word we use all right so invested or partnered with palantir stick around i know you guys are palantir fans out there we saw some it, it, early in the chat i let me let me look at the chat messages look at that palantir to the moon guys hey lots of love for palantir stock this is why we're going to go ahead and do this you guys smash the thumbs up and let's get it started Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. You out there, that's why we do it. Yes, Matt Hammond out there. Yes, this is what we do it, guys. You guys out there in the comments, you guys control the SPACs attack here. If you guys want to see us do a deep dive on some stocks, um, like today, we got requests from Palantir and talking about this specific topic. You guys put something in the chat, put it in the comments. Chris and I are all about you guys out there. So if you guys have something that we need to focus on, let us know. Let's go ahead and let's bring on my man, Chris Ketchy or Chris Opedia, as I like to call him. What's going on, man? What's going on, brother? Happy Friday. Yeah, you know, so uh, what we've talked about Palantir a couple different times. Usually it comes up right when they're involved on the pipe of a SPAC, but They've actually quietly been investing in some SPACs that haven't been announced as part of that, you know, SPAC deal announcement day, which is what happened with the latest one that came out yesterday. Um, They quietly got into, you know, another SPAC deal that is now publicly traded. So we're going to dive into that later on the show. I found 15 companies now counting yesterday's news. So it was 14. We added one. So 15 SPACs that have investments and or partnerships with Palantir. And you know what? I may even be missing some, but those are the ones I found. So 15 names to talk about later, Mitch. But, um, you know, I I heard Powell talk earlier. We got the market moving. But of course, you know, SPACs, we we do have a a couple 5% gainers, but otherwise just a kind of a calm day with a lot of 2% movers on this Friday. It's pumping pal. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know if you got to see that, Chris. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the market's always going to be kind of doing this rocky motion in the Fed days. So you got to be ready for days like this. This is when you get those swings. Today we saw some uh, stocks up. I'm seeing uh, one of my top stocks up about almost 8%. We'll definitely get into some of those when we hit our watch list. But now let's go ahead and get into our headlines Like always, Chris, go ahead and take us back and fill us in. All right, guys. Yeah, so starting out for headlines today, we have a a former SPAC, Multiplan, MPLN. Shares are trading higher after the company announced a $250 million uh, share buyback. So Multiplan is a Michael Klein SPAC deal. The, the same group that has uh, brought Lucid Motors public. Um, this is one that's traded under $10 for, for a long time now. It, it did have a lift earlier this year, and then it fell back down. But 
uh, a share buyback here. I, I like this, right? I think this is something we need to see more of, right? With these SPACs trading under $10. If you believe in the long-term prospect of your company and you have the capital to do it, start buying the shares, you know, at that floor price under $10. And it is getting some momentum back into multiplan today. Shares up 8% um, on that news. So definitely one to keep on watch here. Then we have FST. This is Fast Acquisition Corp. So the company is merging with Golden Nugget. So Golden Nugget reported second quarter sales, $934.5 million. That was up 224% year over year. Of course, they're comping against a time when many of the restaurants and casinos were not open. So keep that uh, comp uh, you know, in mind there. Uh, but a, a nice revenue number here. Uh, first half of 2021 revenue is now $1.58 billion. Golden Nugget owns gaming, restaurant, and hospitality brands. Um, over 600 high-end and casual dining establishments, uh, you know, many well-known brands, Del Frisco's, Morton's, uh, Rainforest Cafe, Bubba Gump Shrimp, um, and then also those casinos. And also always have to point out with FST, they actually own a ownership stake in Golden Nugget Online Gaming, GNOG. So GNOG, of course, getting bought out by DraftKings, and I think that's going to benefit FST here over the long run. So keep an eye out. FST, it's a reopening play with the restaurants. And now also they're going to get that cash infusion um, or ownership stake in DraftKings due to the acquisition. So FST, um, nice move today on that news. Then Kathy Wood uh, continues to buy, um, you know, several SPACs. Uh, she bought into more Genius Sports yesterday, uh, G-E-N-I, more quantum psi qsi more cmii units and also acic those continue to be her favorites um she changes it up a little bit day to day but those ones she has been adding to um i've seen significantly this week so those are the ones i would uh call out here um on art getting in we have two merger votes set for september 22nd um, so next week, we'll dive into that September calendar. So we have LATN that set a merger vote date of the 22nd with ProCaps Group and AMHC that set that merger vote on the 22nd with Jasper Therapeutics. So two votes now happening. September 22nd, as I said, that September calendar, we will dive into next week um, and provide some more color on some deals to watch. And then we dive into a, a segment that we have been talking about over the past couple of days, and it is share redemption and the merger vote on some of these deals. So we'll get into this with the watch list too, as we look at the charts, but we have uh, DFNS now trades as IRNT today. Um, IronNet is the new name. It's the company. 16 million shares were redeemed. That's 93%. So shares of DFNS had quite the lift yesterday. This was one I called out on the show. And IRNT also moving today. Um, I am out of my position on this. Uh, it, it had a run. But if we look at the chart later on some of these others, you will see that that could be short-lived here. Then also deals closing for SNPR, KSMT, and AHAC. So a lot happening 
um, with those deals, with those ticker changes, and also Ajax, A-J-A-X, a big SPAC out there is now known as Kazoo, and it will start trading as C. Z-O-O later. Um, it, it looks like it has started trading as that. Again, sometimes these changeovers can happen a couple hours after the market opens. And depending on which broker you have, sometimes it will show up that you have zero shares um, and will show you know that you are down quite a bit until those shares actually change over. So keep that in mind. And we have votes today for TWCT and BLUW. And then also today is the redemption date for three SPACs out there, CENH, SPNV, and CMII. Um, So those are ones to keep in mind, uh, but they are all actually trading pretty close to the $10 mark. So redemptions might be lower than we have seen with these past couple deals. And then also noting that uh, our buddy Julian Klimachko tweeted out yesterday, that the average SPAC volume was 130,000 shares uh, yesterday. BLUW, which is the 25th smallest SPAC, traded 12.8 million shares. So again, a lot of investors getting into these uh, low float, high redemption trades now. So please be careful with these. Mitch, that's what I've got. I mean, as we dive into the watch list here, we can probably start with some of those names um, that I just called out. If, if you want to pull up uh, BLUW, I mean, I think that's a perfect example here uh, of the trade that we have been calling out, right? Um, we, we've been saying, you know, that it's high redemption, uh, low flow. And then, I mean, Mitch, what do you think? Like that that's what happens, right, on the back end. The, this thing <laughs> shot up. It, it got that heavy heavy redemption, that low flow. And then as traders exited, you know, it is now what under $10, um, 847. Uh, So please be careful with these, everyone. Yeah, this is what you call an arbitrage dream. (laughs) Why? Because, uh, you, you know, you could take both sides of this trade. What you could do is you know, you'd be looking to get the, the first pop, sell immediately into some of the pop, and then also look to play the downside because, I mean, I, none of these have held this kind of pop. Like, if, if we see that, then we'll talk about it. But what we've been seeing is maybe not this quick of a downturn, but definitely a downturn after that kind of trade there. Let's take a look. What was the other one earlier in the week? It was LWAC, right? LWAC, yep, Locust, yep. All right, let's take a look how that one's trading here. <laughs> Looks like my data's off there on that one. Did it change over? Or it did. Uh, yep. What did LWAC became a factor, which is now. So it's a factor. EFTR. EFTR. There we go. Yep. <clears throat> now we can take a look at it. <laughs> I was 11.90 today. Uh, let's take a look here at the daily chart. So you can see how the daily chart just points it straight down. Let's take a look here more at the one hour chart so we can see multiple days. And you can see the pop. And it actually went down before the opening, really. It was already down to 23. And then we went down to the support. We did get another pop, though, in this one in the after. 
in the pre-market again the following day, which is interesting. Let's let's try to pay attention to see if we continue to see that. You know, that would be that would be an interesting pattern. But this is EFTR now, and you can see it's all the way back down to where it started from. Yeah, and you know, so both those charts very similar, Mitch, right? BLUW and uh, now EFTR was LWAC. Uh, the other one then uh, would be IRNT is the new ticker. Um, if you can pull that up, although I don't know if the data is completely in there. So this was DFNS yesterday. Um, and this was the one I called out on the show, right? It got heavy redemption. Um, I got in at, at around 10 and I exited. Um, it's actually shooting higher now. Uh, so if you're still in, uh, you know, not financial advice, please be careful getting in and out of these positions. But again, this thing had heavy, heavy redemptions. And, Ooh, and it's going somebody to, just jumped it's in. It's a it. low floater. Look at that. I, I mean, somebody Mitch, somebody just, just had some fun. I'm completely out of this one. I missed a little bit on the top there, but I will take my win. Um, I know a lot of people calling out in the chat that they also got a win on this. So congratulations. Uh, again, there, there's nothing wrong with taking profits. I, I stand by that, right? So uh, got to say, I, I'm happy with the win and I'll stop looking at this name. Bow, because I'm, bow I'm, to the brain, bow to the brain. You, you know, Mitch, it's the hard media. part now is after a string of wins here, everybody wants to know what's next, right? So Of course, it, what's next, bro? So, I mean, so when Mitch, you do this, if you, you look let me up, know, Chris. If you look up those three that have redemption today, so CENH, CENH, their redemption deadline is today, but what's it trading at? Isn't it $10, close to $10? Literally so it's close to $10. So this is where it gets hard, guys. This, this isn't as easy of a trade anymore, right? Because before... Mm-hmm. At the redemption deadline, SPNV is the next one, Mitch. Um, these were all trading at like 950, 960. But so that's what, 998? 999. I mean, yeah. So again, as these trade at $10 at redemption, you don't have as big of that ARB trade, right? If you're holding at 960 and you can trade in for net asset value, which is $10 plus interest. You know, you're you're gonna take the win there probably, right? And redeem your shares. But if you're trading at ten dollars, let's say your broker charges a fee to redeem your shares, are you going to go through with that just to gain a couple pennies? Or are you just gonna hold your shares and, and trade them on the market? I mean, that's where it gets tough. And then Mitch, the third ticker is CMII, and I believe that one is also trading at ten dollars. So the three that have their redemption deadlines today, a 996 is that? I mean, so again, no. I, I, that like, I don't expect it. I don't expect it. You're, you're, you're being smart there, Chris. You're being yeah, smart. So I, I'm not in any of these three names. So for anyone asking what's next, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll try to tweet out if I see something. But right now it's getting harder to get in these. Um, if they trade at $10, we'll, we'll see tonight, right? as we see the redemption rate get announced, I mean, maybe it'll still be 90%, Mitch, who knows? And and then you'll see these get that pop. But you also may see, you know, where you get a 50% redemption. And and as I said yesterday on the show, in the case of SPNV, I mean, there's 40 million shares out. So if you Mm -hmm. have 40 million shares and 50% get redeemed, you still have a flow to 20 million. 20 million is not really a low, low float stock, right? Whereas these biotech ones like Effector, 
um, or, you know, like iron today, that they're getting a float of less than 2 million. That's why they're getting the spikes, right? Because the float is tiny. It, it's tiny, tiny, tiny. And people are getting in. You're also seeing the halts. So, you know, that that's what I pay an attention here. Uh, and again, I, I will try to tweet out if I take any positions. I'm fully transparent with everyone here. Um, but, you know, I think there's a lot of people in this trade, Mitch. I think we're seeing that, right, where people are catching on. So I think it might be over right now, um, but it could come back, you know, and maybe if some of these SPACs that are trading at 950, 960 hit their vote dates, the trade happens again. But everyone, please be careful out there and please take profits uh, and know your risk rewards. Like they said, uh, I'll wait for the tweet. I'll wait for the tweet, tweet, tweet. <laughs> You know, Mitch, yeah, I'll let you know if I see something, but that's that's the hard part is I, I just don't see it right now. But, you know, we're going to dive into this, that September calendar next week and, you know, that there's going to be 20 to 30 votes next month, right? And so, you, you know, what happens? Maybe out of those 30 votes, maybe there's even one or two names and, and you can make a good trade. You know, I, I'll take the wins, even if it's one or two out of 30, I'll take it. I'm not going to get in all 30 names. I'm going to get in the ones where I see the trend and I see, you know, the the chart and the story match. So, you know, I, I, I'm ready to go. Um, that's, you know, we're going to share it on the show. We're going to share it on Twitter. So, yeah, for anyone asking, my, my Twitter is the same. So it's at Chris Ketchy um, and follow Mitch as well at Story Investor. Story investors, make sure you get that S on the end there. Born to yeah, be someone, free. St someone took Story Investor. I don't know who that is, but if yeah, you know well, we him. don't want to follow anyone who who <laughs> isn't Mitch. So, uh, yeah, so it's Friday, so why not follow Friday? Follow both both of us on Twitter. You're gonna get some good callouts. You're gonna get some good information. Um, you know, so definitely a good place to be. And again, thanks for all the love out there uh, in the chat and also on Twitter. Uh, anyone, you know, mentioning that DFNS call out yesterday. Um, but Mitch, what else, uh, you know, aside from these uh, redemption names, these other names, I know we're going to get into FFIE later on in the show. I see that one up 8%. But what other names are you seeing uh, up today on our watch list? Well, I'm always hungry. So Burger Fies up. I don't know yeah. what's going on there, but I'm just, just, gotta say it i might i might actually order burger fi today i'm, I'm feeling it <laughs> and we we talked about burger fi a couple times this week right and th there's not new news today but remember the news yesterday that we talked about was that they hired a new investor relations firm right i, I think that's big i think that means that there's gonna be news coming right and, and mitch the last time we talked about this in detail you remember the big news was that they was hired Mar martha stewart on the board of directors, right? I actually like the name a lot. Yeah. <laughs> to the point where like, I'm like, um, you should have got this yesterday, Mitch. <laughs> you know how that one goes, but definitely. I'm going to be looking for a little bit of a pullback. Maybe I can get 1030s around here, 1030s, 1025s. We'll see if I even get that. But right now it's looking like it wants to get above 1050s and hold. I, I think 11 is going to be an important price point. But if we can get some, some good news or, or something to come out, I think we can gap up here and really start pre uh, pressuring on up this one. I like how much volume also got in on these big bars. There's millions of shares they were trading on this uh, 14th of July. So we'll see if this one could get back up there roaring. Uh, I, I might have to get a burger, though. Smash a like if you're into the burger life. 
Yeah, let's smash that like. Let's get some more likes here. Uh, you know, we, we've called out several of these names today. I mean, Mitch, Look Mitch was talking BurgerFi the other day. Look at Latch, yeah. Yeah, we were talking about the gap fills, right? And a lot of gap fills where we're getting these stocks to gap down. And then next thing you know, it comes up for the fill. This is this is not a bad trade there. I mean, it had a couple of days where it fought trying to break the lows. Then you recover above that close. Once you recover above that close, look how it's gone straight back up. Yeah, I mean, I've got a five-day pulled up right now, Mitch, and I mean, it, it's looking good. I mean, we we went from about ten twenty to eleven eighty, and not a straight line up, but I mean, it it, it had a good good run there over the last week. So a uh, nice call out. Um, I hadn't even seen that one moving yet today, but uh, the, this is one that uh, could be worth watching for everyone out there. And for that being said, let's go to another product here, B Fly, getting a nice move here. One of the things that I pointed out, I drew this before for us, three bottoms there starting to look really strong and now starting to uptrend. Yes, it isn't going like, let's say, in a massive straight up move, but as long as it can stay on this path, I think we have a nice path to 14. Let's see and and see what we get on this one in a long-term trend line here. I can kind of draw this down here. Use that wick that you see there. And then you can see, all right, we're getting on up there. Let's get back up there to 14. We can get up there to 14. We can really start attacking kind of this trend here where we can meet some resistance, but with some good volume. I think you could start seeing this company trend. I think it's a great product. You know, we've, we've talked about this before, but this is going to be one definitely on my watch, B-Fly. Yeah, and I actually tried to get into B-Fly under $10, Mitch, and never got filled. And it's one of those where it's like, oh, man, did I set my limit to too low? I think we bottomed out at 920. I don't remember what my limit order was set at, but I didn't get filled. And once this thing broke back through the $10, I mean, as you pointed out, I, I think it's got the the trend in its favor and also the story I like too, right? I like the long-term aspect of, you know, portable ultrasounds. Um, we, of course, had Dr. Jonathan Rothberg on the show not too long ago. Um, love the technology, love the company, but also that chart looking great. All right, let's start taking a look here. Is this our opportunity to get back into MP? Um, let's take a look. Let's look at the weekly chart or a monthly, whichever one you want to look at. Let's look at a monthly so it even looks cleaner. Um, and what do we see? We see support down here towards $28. That's like the first support level, right? And then we see another resistance that it tried to get through on this month. Couldn't get through it. This high right here is holding well. This is 4074. Um, so our top side there, 4074. You could put 4076 that's what it got me right there it's not a big deal and now let's work backwards let's let's go to a weekly right and start seeing it a little bit more see, see what we see so what are we seeing here we're seeing the stock went up pulled back came up to that spot and pulled back again we're starting to get kind of this up and down motion the question is are we going to hold now this tight that you've been holding sideways here um let's Let's take a look here. Let me use a different drawing tool so you can see the difference there. All right. So I'm going to draw this sideways shift here for my pro users. If you use a shift, you can keep the line leveled so it doesn't get off there. Uh, but this is the line to really watch now. 31, 
31 holding multiple times. I like that risk and return. As long as it can hold that now, it could come right back up there towards 4076. Let's take a look on the daily, see if we're seeing also the same kind of leveling that we're seeing that that same action, right? And so there's my line. Now it looks a little bit longer because we're on the daily and you can see how this is held here multiple times. And, and that's what you want to see. Lows in the same area and then really getting higher highs. So th this is what we mean by higher highs. So that it comes up here, comes back, higher high, comes back, higher high, comes back, higher high. Now you really need this to get through that 4076 to give you that look that it wants to get back up here towards 50. So let's see if it gets that drive, holds 31s on pullbacks. You can even look to see if it's going to hold 32. I think 31 is more of an easier level to go off, and we'll see if it can get up there towards 4076. Interesting chart for sure. Yeah, definitely. And MP is one we've talked about for a while. Um, you know, again, uh, a nice long-term company. Um, but yeah, we have had some pullbacks on this name. All right, let's keep going. Another one that's up today, interesting to watch, is QS. I know a lot of people are keeping their eyes on this one. I've been wondering if it's going to crack the $20 mark, but it has not cracked that since then. It, it just cracked it for one day, and then it didn't really hold that 19. It went right back above that 20. So the question is, do we just come back from here or break down through that 19? I'd have to probably go with the ladder. I think it breaks at 19, but what do you think, Chris? Yeah, you know, I, I, there just hasn't been a ton of news out on this, so I feel like a lot of people are watching it to see what's next to come. But really, since they reported their quarter, they, they've been real quiet, so I could see it dropping back below 20. <laughs> Sue said, thank. It's, it's QS is killing you. QS is killing me, too. I want it, but at the same time, I don't want to be early on it, right? And so let's take a look at the monthly, see how it's starting to look sideways on the monthly. We're having kind of a harmy candle here for August, and we'd only have a couple days left. So what do we got? We got two trading days left in August, right? If we close with a harmy there on the monthly, I might take a shot off of that low. The low would be that 1912s. But what does that give you is at least an ability because harmies represent potential reversals. It doesn't guarantee it, but it, it represents potential reversals. If we're going to get a harmy to close on the monthly, I might take a shot for the move back up because, I mean, this stock, if it moves back up, it's going to be a massive move. Um, so we'll see if it gets up there. Really, I think someone put that 31s was a good spot. 31 is going to be important. When we get back up there, there's going to be some resistance that it definitely runs into. The question is, you see the volume. The volume has been declining on the monthly. Can we get into a green month and then get a actual bar to get above the level instead of a decline? That's what we want to see. All right, Chris, any other ones standing out to you today? You know, I don't see a ton of other uh, movers out there, um, but I did just see, I did just see this alert on uh, Benzinga Pro. What did you v see? VLDR down three percent. Velodyne lidar shares quiet. CNBC reports Alphabet's Waymo to stop selling lidar self-driving car sensors. That could be something to watch, right? As we see these vehicle companies adapt to lidar. 
Um, mm -hmm. I think Velodyne had a partnership with Waymo. So if that partnership's coming to an end, um, you know, that could be a story to to follow here with VLDR. So uh, Ooh, some breaking news there. Press there. Yeah, so some breaking news there from Benzinga Pro. That's what I see. Um, otherwise, on the watch list, I mean, I think we covered, yeah, I've got FFIE, FST we talked about. Um, I mean, again, there's a lot of 2%, 3% movers out there. DraftKings up 3% again today. Looks like maybe we can cross 60 later today. Uh, Genie moving. Um, you know, a, a decent day out there for, for a lot of these. What are you seeing? Um, is, is that it, Mitch? Yeah, uh, one that I wanted to talk about was Tattooed Chef. TTCF, yeah. What do we got today? Reason why, look, Ooh. another Ooh. gap down. Came down, but filling it, right? It filled it already. And so the question is, do we get back up there? I mean, this one's fighting. You guys know I I, I don't even try to guess on this one anymore, guys. I, I, I try to stay away from this one because I've usually been wrong on it. And so when you're wrong on a stock, don't try to become a hero. And, and think that you're going to randomly just change and be on top of it. Um, for me, definitely it's, it has to get up through the 23. But what are you thinking about this, Chris? Yeah, you know, Tattooed Chef it, it had a decent earnings report recently. It's got those partnerships. Um, it, you know, it, that chart, though, it looks like, you know, can't decide if it wants to crack 20 or not and, and stay above that level. So, uh, you know, Mitch, I... I like this one at the start of the year. I really like the story, um, but the year hasn't been that great for the stock. So uh, I'm going to keep following it, though. I'm not in this one, um, and I don't have a strong opinion either way right now, but it actually was one of my my top 10 SPAC picks at the start of the year, I believe, um, and it, it's down from there. So it could be a good buying opportunity here. I, I like the weekly look. I like how you got long-term support, at least 17 to go off of 100%. I mean, you can clearly see it. Now, the big thing is you mentioned we got above 20s this week, but we're not holding above that level. You got a high of 2056. Let it come back to 1950s. That's fine. But the next week, we should get back above that level if this is really going to look bullish. Because if you do get a sideways candle here and then a nice breakout there, it should be looking pretty interesting. Let's take a look how that would that would look. Let's say if we went towards 1950s or 1948, drew our candle here. You guys know my drawing skills aren't the best, but I'll try to do my best here. And then we get it like another wick kind of action. You see how that looks really bullish now if that if that's what we get. So look for a small pullback closing back above that 20 really quickly early in the week. And then on the daily chart, you want to see it close back above 20 and then hold sideways at that 20 mark. You don't want it to you don't want it to see kind of you want to get right back above. Get in, get to that 20 and then really take off off that 20. That's what we're going to look for in Tattooed Chef. We'll see if we get it. And this is definitely one that has been trending. And I, I've heard a lot of people bring it up. And so that's why I brought it up also. And Mitch, we've got that call out there from uh, I don't know, saying that the, the product is flying or the product is low stock at Sprouts and Target stores and, and saying that that doesn't mean uh, or it could be low inventory or it could be flying off the shelves. Thanks for that tidbit. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't do a ton of in-person grocery shopping anymore, um, but that's good to know, right? To see where the product is. And again, I mean, who knows if that is, you know, strong sales. Um, Mitch, the other thing I saw with Tattooed Chef earlier this year was that they were trying to launch a bigger influencer program, right? Get some big social media people to mention the products on Instagram, right? And that's a big deal, right? You want strong brand awareness. There are a lot of people out there that have a plant-based food diet, right? And they need to know which brands to try. So, you know, Tattooed Chef uh, could be a strong play there. Looks like it might be a Nick Shaheen pick. Oh, and and that could be too, if he's recommending the options. I mean, he might be seeing something uh, with filling that $20 as well, Mitch. I know he pays attention to the options also. Yeah, so so if he's seeing seeing the options, um, you know, that could be an even uh, better bullish call. Looks Um, like we're going to have to reach out to my man, Nick. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's let's get into some other ones here. Last one I want to get into, then we're going to start talking about Pelantir. Yes, I said it. Smash that like. Get us above what what do we need to start? I think we need at least a hundred likes to get at into least these palantir names. The palantir I mean, life, I think know? we could probably do 125. I mean, if I'm gonna run through 15 companies now that palantir, I mean it was 14. What are those we're likes actually, at, guys? We're, we're at 77. We need we're bringing you an extra one today as well, and it's actually the top mover. So uh yeah, definitely need to get some likes up there. Yeah, I was I was talking about Palantir this morning on the live trading stream. If you guys don't watch the live trading stream, we have one that starts around 9:15 and we we literally called Palantir to the key. So, I can't wait to get in it. You guys smash the like. Rockets on rockets, says Christian. I can't blame him. Let's go ahead. Let's take a look. Last one I want to take a look at is the clove because I know some someone was talking about it in the chat. I see you in the chat. Don't worry. I try to recognize you guys. Um, so let's pay attention to Clove right now. A lot of bottoming action near here. I mean, the probability of it really to break down on the downside, it's starting to get interesting for risk and return because when this one pops, it likes to pop. Um, so what are you thinking here, Chris? Yeah, you know, Clove also we're seeing – we're seeing a lot of support right now for the for the uh, sh- high high shorted stocks, right? The low float, the high shorted. Uh, Clove has always been one of the most shorted SPACs and former SPACs out there. Um, we're seeing, you know, support.com and some of these other names, uh, you know, get a boost. I wouldn't be surprised if Clove doesn't start getting strong mentions again for its high short interest. So I actually looked at Clove this morning, Mitch. Um because I think we could get another uh, another big run here. Yeah, it, it's an interesting chart for me here. You guys see me going backwards here. Normally, I like to work the opposite way, but definitely the weekly chart looks good there. The daily chart looks good. Um, nice support there, trying to hold. Uh, you got one high here. So this is a down move, up one, down two, up two, down three, up three. So a lot of times you're going to get a test to look like it wants to break down but if we can get back above that high this is going to get some momentum because this is kind of a bearish pattern not really a bullish pattern but of course always look further back to see if you're in a further back bullish pattern and this is a bullish pattern this is more of a a flag coming back down some sideways consolidation 
multiple weeks holding lows, which is what you want to see, guys, because that at least gives you a level to go on, right? A lot of times when you when you're getting stocks that are just on a downtrend, you know, just coming down, 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 it's it's really hard to determine where the risk level should be at. But in a stock like this, where you just have sideways trend for let's say one, two, three, four, five weeks, you at least know where you can draw a line and go off of that. Definitely. Looks like Tony agrees. He said, clothes should pop. We'll take a look. Definitely, if it does next week, there's a reason why we brought it up. It yeah, and, and, and Jay talking about the, the lower float, right? So I, I mentioned that as a, a trade right now that both are seeing interest, right? The low float and the high short interest. Clove is not a low float. Clove is a high short interest. So it doesn't meet both criteria, but it does meet one. So that, that's where the call out is there. But Mitch, we should probably jump into, uh, you know, Palantir. What did we hit for likes? What? I didn't even look. Wait, we got a six. Let's do it. We got 106. We didn't quite hit 125. Uh, guys, if you haven't smashed the like, smash that like. But uh, otherwise, we're going to run out of time here to get through all these companies that Palantir has invested in. Palantir. I've never done that with my chart. That was fun. <laughs> no, but definitely looking great today. Nice day. I This morning called to kind of really look, take a look at the open, look for it to hold 25 on any downside action. What do we do right at the gates? We cut through 25, get right back above 25, close that candle right above 25. The price target I called for the day was 26. So now we're breaking through that 26. Be careful for a little bit of a pullback here, uh, but definitely good, good day there for Palantir. Let's go ahead and let's get into what Chris wants to talk about here. So this is where we unlock specs, guys. We're going to talk a lot about today i mean it's not necessarily just about palantir it's also what palantir is doing right so chris fill us in what is palantir doing here yeah so definitely so you know a, a lot of times when i talk about these spac deals right one of the things i always like to highlight is which big companies are investing in the spac deal as part of the pipe so you know pipe is a term that gets thrown out this is the extra money added to the uh spac merger along with the capital that was already there from the SPAC IPOing. So Palantir has been buying up stakes in companies that are going public. Some of them have been publicly announced in the press releases when the company goes public, and others people are finding in the filings once the company debuts. So we're going to dive into all these names um, that were shared recently that, again, Palantir has either invested in or they have a partnership with. So up first, we have uh, Credivo, which is going public. That ticker is VPCB, VPC Impact Acquisition Holdings 2. So uh, Palantir is part of a $120 million pipe on this. So Credivo is the leading digital consumer credit platform in Southeast Asia. Um, they are the fastest growing and largest buy now, pay later company in Indonesia. If you know anything about Indonesia, you know it's one of the largest economies in Asia. And it's also got one of the biggest populations, right? So that buy now, pay later segment is exploding over there. And this company has over 4 million customers 
and they're going public so they can keep up with their growth in e-commerce. So Palantir investing in this company as part of that pipe deal. Then up next, we have AdTherent. AdTherent is going public with MACQ. This is MCAP Acquisition Corp. We had AdTherent on the show um, so the company valued at $775 million. So CEO Jim Lawson told us on SPACs, we're extremely excited about Palantir's investment and their belief in our long-term vision for our business. So AdTherent uses machine learning as a programmatic digital advertising company. They signed a partnership with Palantir where that can help them identify data insights quickly and find relationships between the data is what Lawson told us. So uh, again, ad theorent uh, investment from Palantir. Up next, we have Fast Radius. So Fast Radius is going public. ENNV is the ticker. So Palantir, Goldman Sachs, and the United Post Parcel Service, UPS, were part of the $100 million pipe on this SPAC merger. Um, so something to keep in mind there, valued at $1.4 billion, Fast Radius designs and makes physical products for customers using their proprietary software. Um, and, and again, they've worked with many Fortune 500 companies. So that's always a, a good sign when you're going public. Um, and, and again, Palantir in on this. So something to watch as well. Then up next, we have Weijo. Weijo is going public with VOSO. This is a connected vehicle company. So the deal values the company at $800 million. And Palantir is an investor and a partner with the company. Now, this is notable because Weijo actually also has investments from Microsoft and General Motors. I mean, those are two pretty, pretty big names. Weijo plans to become the manufacturer agnostic industry standard for connected vehicle data. You've heard Mitch talk lots of times on the show, right, about autonomous vehicles. We talk electric vehicles, right? As vehicles come more connected, they need to have that data to help connect to, you know, the traffic management, the city, um, and also fleet management. So something to keep in mind, Weijo, a Palantir partner and investor. Then we have Origin Materials. Um, so Origin Materials is O-R-G-N. Uh, the company has Pepsi, Danone, and Nestle as big investors. But Palantir, not an investor in the company, but they announced a partnership in June. So that partnership will see Origin Materials deploy Palantir's foundry technology to help them hit a supply chain net zero as companies decarbonize. So uh, again, as they explore commercial opportunities uh, with Palantir, um, they now are a partner. So ORGN, Origin Materials. And we have uh, Babylon Health, K-U-R-I. Babylon Health is going public with All Curry Global Acquisition Corp, valuing the company at 4.2 billion dollars. Babylon Health covers more than 24 million people across four continents. They offer Babylon 360 and Babylon Cloud services to help reduce cost and provide better healthcare 
for members. So uh, again, uh, Palantir, an investor in the company as it looks to go public. Then we have Royvant Services. This is a drug discovery company going public, the ticker MAAC. Uh, Palantir, part of a $200 million pipe, valuing the company at $5 billion. Royvant owns stakes in several drug discovery companies, and they have more than 40 drugs in development, including eight that have had positive phase three studies. And we have Sarcos Robotics. So Sarcos Robotics is going public, that ticker ROT, Rotor Acquisition Corp. So uh, Palantir in on a $220 million pipe deal. Sarcos is a leader in industrial robotic systems, developing robotic systems for the workforce. So they plan on doing a robotics as a service solution, similar to a software as a service solution. Palantir, an investor in Sarcos Robotics, R-O-T. And we have Lilium. Lilium is one of several electric vertical takeoff and landing companies going public via SPAC. Um, The ticker here is Q-E-L-L, Quell. So the deal valued the company at $3.3 billion. Um, So along with Palantir, other investors include Bailey Gifford, BlackRock, PIMCO, and Tencent. They have showcased a seven-seat Lilium jet that can reach speeds of 175 miles per hour and travel 155 miles with 30 times fewer components than a traditional commercial aircraft. And we have Cellularity. So Cellularity uh, already went public. C-E-L-U is now the ticker. SPAC deal valued the company at $1.7 billion. After the merger was announced, Cellularity added Palantir as an investor and partner. So this wasn't part of the pipe. This was after the de-SPACing. And they announced that they're going to use Palantir software capabilities to accelerate research and develop activities. We have Boxed, e-commerce company Boxed going public, the ticker SVOK, Seven Oaks Acquisition Corp. Boxed offers bulk consumables through its website, offering services for businesses and consumers who want to stock up. They also license their technology to large enterprise retail. We had Boxed on the show not too long ago. And they talked about that, right? How how they're seeing huge growth in e-commerce, those bulk orders, and they have Palantir um, as an investor in the company. And we have Pair Therapeutics. So Pair Therapeutics going public, THMA, Thimble Point Acquisition Corp. This is an end-to-end platform for prescription uh, digital therapeutics uh, valued at $1.6 billion Palantir part of a $125 million pipe. So Pear has three FDA-approved products and a pipeline of additional product candidates going forward. And we have Tritium. So Tritium is going public. DCRN is the ticker. This is a the only pure play DC fast-charging manufacturing company with a global sales and support. 41 countries across four continents, 2.7 million charging sessions in its lifetime, and they've sold more than 4,400 DCFC chargers. In July, Palantir announced that it was investing in the pipe on the deal. They also entered into a subscription agreement 
that will see Tritium use that Palantir Foundry platform. Up next, we've got Black Sky. Black Sky is a geospatial intelligence, imagery, and data analytics company going public, ticker SFTW, Osprey Technology Acquisition Corp. Deal values the company at $1.1 billion. So Palantir co-founder Peter Thiel was an investor on the pipe of this merger. And obviously, strong ties to Palantir, Peter Thiel getting it on the pipe deal here. And Black Sky and Palantir announced a pilot program where they will combine their high-resolution imagery and deep analytics from global monitoring from space and real-time insights. Okay, so that was the 14, right, that we teased in the title of this video, right? 14 SPACs that Palantir has invested in or partnered with. Then last night, we got news. It was found by The Verge that Faraday Future, which recently went public, now trading as FFIE, uh, is now also on Palantir's list. So Palantir invested $25 million in Faraday Future. They were part of the pipe, but this was not originally announced in the press release, um, but came out in a filing later on. So Faraday raised $795 million in the pipe. Uh, so why is this important and how do we connect all these companies? So as you heard me say with many of these, Palantir also signs partnerships or deals with these companies. So Faraday Future signed a commercial contract with the data company. Now, The Verge said that neither company disclosed how much Faraday Future is paying, but Palantir's filing noted that the contract will last between four and six years. Um, so Palantir software serves as a central operating system for companies to help with data. So Faraday Futures FF91, which is their first electric vehicle, is going to feature a lot of autonomous driving features and will be built with a focus on technology inside the vehicle. Palantir could help power the inner workings of the car. And if you look at Faraday Future today, FFIE, shares are up 9% today as that news comes out that Faraday is now counting Palantir as an investor. So, so again, 15 companies now that have investments from Palantir or partnerships. And, and the key here is why is Palantir getting involved? Well, ultimately, Palantir is investing because they see these companies having growth, but they're also getting partnerships as part of the investments in many cases. So that could lead to the question of, you know, is Palantir only investing because it guarantees them the, the contract? And, and, and that's a debate that we could see, right? But ultimately, Palantir is a data leader that many of these companies need or can use to help power their growth. So if that means giving up a partial ownership stake to Palantir to secure that contract, I think the trade-off value is well recognized here. Um, we, we saw this with Amazon, right? Amazon has taken ownership stakes in some grocery stores, some suppliers, right? And, and in return, those companies then get access to Amazon's customers. This is the way things work, right? Where companies sign partnerships, they give up equity stakes. So Mitch, 15 companies, Faraday Future, the new one, right? I mean, what do you make of all this? If that is the case that these companies are, you know, having to sign a contract 
as part of the ownership stake from Palantir and the investment, you know, is it worth it? And is that, you know, a good win-win for Palantir and the partners here? Well, 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 first things first is that I definitely got to give you a shout out and call out on the chat. And you guys watching out there, if you're hiding the screen underneath because the boss might look, <laughs> this is when I need you guys to smash that like button. At the end of the day, that's a lot of research there. I appreciate you, Chris Opedia. Appreciate you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, brother. Um, because, I mean, this is what it's all about, right? I mean, how much information was that? We talked about so many stocks that Palantir is definitely taking a shot on. And one of the things that you've talked about right there is that they're data, data, data. And I mean, if there's anything they need to be doing with is partnering with companies that can give them a potential to have some data to monetize, right? Um, because that's really what it's all about. It's like, you know, you giving them access to that data gives them ability to go ahead and further their strength in their in their what they what they're literally doing and then you're giving ffie an ability to what keep all that data organized in, in one place and and so palantir is going to go ahead and give them the analytics that they can provide which should push them forward in the speed that they're really trying to get to that autonomous i think this is a, a really cool thing um and one of the things is, I mean, Palantir has been brought up with so many companies. I don't think it's yeah. only these 14. So you guys, this is definitely one that I would keep on radar. I know so many people have been watching this one, waiting for the day for it to break out. We had a good day today. So definitely smash that like. We'll see what happens on Palantir. But hey. Yeah, I mean, Mitch, to me, to me, it's a win-win, right? If, if I'm a company like Faraday, I'm willing to sign a four-year deal with Palantir and give up a, a equity stake, right? Ultimately, you need capital. So you're getting $25 million from Palantir as part of the pipe. You're signing a four-year deal, and now you get that, that access to the Palantir foundry, right? Everyone talks about Palantir as a data leader. A lot of people always want to know, you know, what does Palantir do and all that. But you're, you're seeing all these companies... So Faraday, Wejo, connected cars, right, Mitch? Autonomous vehicles is a huge trend. Those companies need their data. They need to store their data, like you just said. Palantir, the fact that all these companies are looking to Palantir, you know, to partner with them, I think shows the strength of Palantir's, you know, their ecosystem, right? The Palantir foundry. And also it shows that Palantir can push a little, right? I mean, ultimately, I think this sets up a bullish case for Palantir. If the fact that in order for companies to get access to the Palantir foundry, they now have to sign a contract and give up ownership. I mean, it looks like Palantir is fully in control here. So again, I think it's a win-win, but I would almost toss it more to Palantir's side in this case. Yeah, I like how Pitt's bringing it in here, the diversity of their software. You know, one of the things is they're not sticking into one certain area. I think this definitely helps them. Uh, great comment there by Pitts. Yeah, I mean, you heard me go through all those companies. I mean, what kind of sectors did we have? We had uh, electric vehicles. We had e-commerce. We had digital advertising. I mean, how diverse. Like all the, I mean, so many different sectors. That's a great call out. Great point, Mitch. Palantir, I mean, their data and I mean, you can get into Palantir also how it's used by, you know, uh, federal agencies, cities, the government, but publicly traded companies now signing more and more deals with Palantir 
going forward. So, uh, you know, this is a SPAC show. Palantir, though, I, I think we have to call out here a, a big win. And, and then also all these SPACs that are using Palantir to push their growth ahead. So, again, I, I think it's a big win-win. And if you're looking for possible long-term SPACs, if you find the ones that have an investment from Palantir and a partnership with Palantir, I don't know. I think that's a, a bullish case there. Yeah, we'll see how it continues to run. I, I like the price action that it did today. Now it just needs to hold 25 on any pullbacks and we can see it. Maybe try to take out 30s. That's that's the price level that I'd give now. I'd be keeping an eye on this one and also the, the, the stocks that they partnered with. See how they, they perform and we'll continue to watch. Let's go and start wrapping up here. Let's get into the if you guys got one that you guys want to take a look at anything that's moved recently i know that i had the question of course i'll, I'll go to it because I, I try to be transparent so happy's happy putting the pressure on me <laughs> he's saying genie got to 1965 let's take a look at genie right quick while i while i talk about and thank it thank you everyone 150 likes so it looks like our likes climbed during that palantir segment so Ooh, again, it looks like there was some spike of volume too thank you to everyone in the chat but what do we got on genie mitch uh here all right, so we're back up here, back towards the 19. I know that they were talking about it. It was trying to break 1950s. I do agree. That's the level that we want to see get above and hold. Uh, we got up there towards 1968, pulling right back to 1950s. You want to see that hold right now, get back up there. But the good thing is volume starting to come volume. in there. Volume. I trying think to Kathy, break it through there. Kathy um, buying some more right there. Yeah, maybe Kathy taking some more. I'm, I keep saying, Kathy, stop following me. But if you need me to, you need, I, you, know, you need me to join the squad. You could also call me. I mean, Kathy was so early to some of these specs, right? I'm curious why it took so long to come into Genie, right? And, and Genius uh, Sports here. So I think someone, I think someone smart got to her. Let's just say that. Yeah, or maybe, hey, you know, Kathy, if you're watching, hi, how's it going? Um, you know, feel feel free to follow uh, any of these ideas. No, what I really like now is that Genie's starting to approach this trend line where we were going sideways here, and then now we've come back up through it. Like, so we went up, we we broke through it and came back. Now really looking strong. Like we want to come back towards at least this high, um, up here towards 2180s. Um, I'm gonna be looking to sell a little bit through 20s. It doesn't mean that I'll sell it exactly at 20. I want to get it a little bit above 20, see if it gets a day where it gets up to like, let's say 2040s, and then I'll sell some out there. It's only going to be a third of the position, and I'm going to keep the rest aiming for the high, which is 25. Now, that's just me because I'm investing into Genius Sports, but that's up to you guys if you guys want to invest into this company. At, after 20, it's no longer a trade for me. After 20, I'm literally just going to sit back, relax, and just let the trade work. And that's a long-term approach. But, hey, I think this one could get back above 25. In the long run, where I could see Genie is eventually being a $30 to $40 stock because it just has so many partnerships that I think are going to eventually get it on up there. And the deals just keep coming. Yeah, definitely. Uh, love Genie. Um, great call out there. Happy. Uh, that's going to do it for today's show, though. Uh, I hope everyone liked that Palantir segment. I had fun with that, Mitch. I, I think the chat enjoyed it. And we'll see you next time on the Specs Attack, guys.